Hi, and welcome to the latest episode of the Good Works Podcast. Today, Sarah and I are going to talk all about worries. We have a feeling you have some. We definitely know that we do. And as always, please stick with us until the end when we're going to tell you what we're looking forward to. Hi, Sarah. Hey, Randy. Guess where we are? We're separate again. I'm still in the blanket fort. Still in the blanket fort. Oh, and I'm still in my home office with a naughty cat that's trying to break in. Oh, man. Okay, so it is now late September. People may hear this when it's late September, early October, but here we are. We really thought by now we were going to be together. I know. I know. We were so close. Let's think about it. March, April, May, June, July, August, September. Wow. I think this could be the seventh episode of the Good Works podcast from the Blanket Fort. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, everyone's in the same boat. We don't need to belabor the point, but boy, do I miss you. I will say... I cannot wait until we get to hang out the way we normally like to work and hang out. That's, that is very, very high on my to-do list of things as soon as life goes back to, you know, non-socially distanced life. Right. Yeah. Whether it's a goal for the later half of 2020 or beginning of 2021, it's got to happen. It has to happen. Yes. <laughs> so with that said, today, <laughs> man, I... Mm. The world is getting worse and worse, it feels like, and maybe I shouldn't be so quick to leave my blanket fort. Uh, Maybe this is where I should camp out until things get better out there, because the world is really full of things to worry about. Yeah. No, it sure is. And it was like on the last uh, episode or one before where... I was talking about being a professional worrier, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> typically for the community, but yeah, now, now really for the community, really for myself all the time. <laughs> yeah. So much to worry about. And so we've noticed that those that we do get to work with, um, of course, we're still working with all of our nonprofit partners via Zoom, WebEx, telephone, um, Google Meet, et cetera. And Lately, we've really felt the the burden. We've really felt people are looking more exhausted, more upset, and just fundamentally more worried about the world and a lot of times about their work. So we thought today on the podcast we would talk about worries um, because we are doing something. We've, we're doing an event uh, on Monday, October 5th, that we're calling talk more, worry less. What we want to do is really encourage people to share their worries. And we've set up a line, an email line called talk at communityfund.org. And people can just send us a list of what's making them worried. Getting this out of your head and either into an email or into a conversation can really go a long way to to finding some peace and some comfort. Because what we realize as we start sharing our worries is that a lot of people are worried about the same thing. And that can mean that maybe they've come up with either a solution or at least a coping strategy. Yeah. And, and sometimes just that, um, that thing about getting your worries out on paper or in an email and, and clicking send, 
you know, can do so much for somebody. You get it out of your head and um, you get to dump it on us. <laughs> yes. And we want that. We want that. Um, now, we're making sure people understand you should never email the community foundation in place of calling 911. That's not what we're talking about. Oh, please don't. Please don't. Please don't. Call 911. Um, but if you're worried about something that's sort of big picture, we may have a little bit of information or insight into what's going on around that issue in our region. If you're worried about, let's take something, you know, water quality, we would know how to find out where that stands or who's testing that or who's keeping track of that. And so we can we can point people in the right direction because truly one of the best antidotes to worry is good information. Once you know the facts about a situation, you can usually start mitigating your worries as you turn from worrying to planning. Right. You, you need facts. You need information to be a planner. So, Sarah, what is something that you're really worried about right now? Oh, geez. <laughs> you, you just opened, like, Pandora's box with that. No. Um, I think my my primary worry, because I've got a 12-year-old at home, um, um, typically is on the hybrid schedule with school. But for this week, he's on all virtual just because of the number of positive um, teachers who who are in his school right now. There's just uh, not enough staff um, to teach him. So he's all virtual. So that's top of mind. I feel like I'm marinating in it 24 seven, you know, is he from the basic stuff, like making sure he's on his schedule as far as attending his Zooms um, to then also bigger stuff, like, is he actually learning? Yeah. Um, And then also empathizing with the teachers on the other end who are having an incredibly difficult time because all they want to do is be in a classroom and teach the kids. Yes. Um, and so they're having to navigate technology and many different platforms and it's making things sync. And it's it's just really, really, really hard. So my that's that's my huge worry. And I feel like, you know, I, I vent at work and my coworkers are awesome and they listen and they empathize and everything. Um, but I'm I don't know. It's just it's just really hard. <laughs> Oh, I so hear you as your friend, as your colleague, and as a mom. Um, those are all really big worries. And so to take what we were just saying, where you take a worry and you get it out into the open and you start looking at it, um, some things, some information to sort of help against that is, one, around the instructional piece, right? Around the, is he really learning? Chances are he really is. Um we what we know about kids is that their brains are remarkably resilient and he is definitely a little sponge and soaking up everything and so yes he's learning content but he's also learning some amazing adulting skills around how you navigate really tough situations right. and, and, he, learned- and maybe some um not so good adulting skills <laughs> True, true. That's true. <laughs> like, you don't have to freak out all the time, Mom. <laughs> oh, that's true, too. I hear um, what you're saying, though. Yeah, he's probably learning a lot that's going to serve him really well in the future. But if you're worried about sort of, sort of the content and things, um, I was looking at some online opportunities yesterday. And 
boy, is there a lot out there that can augment or add to the educational experience he's having. So say he's in Algebra 1 right now and you're, you feel like maybe because of the blended learning and the now going fully online for a little while, um, how challenging that is. There are free resources around, say, Algebra 1 that could be extra practice. Um, or what we know if it's another topic, particularly in the humanities, one of the best things that kids can bring to the table when they're learning is outside information. Right. So if, you're, if your kid is doing a unit on um, the Revolutionary War, what a great time to dive into other books. Um, there are classics, there are newer books, you've got the whole Hamilton universe to play <laughs> with. Um, and so if as a parent you're worried about the, the the content part, hey, just see what's out there um, outside of the traditional educational framework, because what you have right now is a little more time than usual. Yeah, those are all so, great ideas. Yep. So you can take that worry, but again, getting it out of your head in the middle of the night and into a place where you can talk about it, you can start brainstorming potential solutions. Um, that's just one little piece of it, but it, that's what we're hoping we'll do a lot of, is by getting worries out in the open, we'll We'll take them for a spin and see where we can find ways to turn them into plans. Yeah, I think that's the beauty of community foundations is that we we know some really random things. We sure do. <laughs> that are happening in the community and who's doing what. Um, so oftentimes we are looked at or looked to um, to sort of help make those connections. And I, I think that is one thing that we're trying to do with this. Um, yep. So... Randy, what are you, what are you worried about? Oh, like you, I am a professional worrier. You <laughs> name it, I can worry about it. In fact, when I was a little kid, my favorite book was called Very Worried Walrus. That's how much I have worried since I was a little one. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, of course, as a parent, everything to do with this COVID blended learning is top of mind. But um, stepping back, I'm also, you know, a community member and a woman, and I'm worried. I'm worried about women's health care, and I'm worried about our access to really important health care as we see some big changes on the federal level. So that has me worried. I'm worried about things like birth control. Um because what we know is that without those services, women's chances to be in the workforce, women's chances to learn, girls' chances to grow up and and have um, the ability to plan their family um, are are really limited if you don't have access to birth control. And so that that has me worried. Um, a bit. So uh, I've taken that worry for a spin, <laughs> got it out of my head, did some real looking at it, turned it upside down and all around and realized things are still legal now. And so something that people could be doing, myself included, is purchasing um, over-the-counter emergency, emergency contraception. It's completely legal. It's low cost. You can find it anywhere. I mean, it's at local stores. It's You don't need a prescription. You don't need to go to a clinic. You can order you can, it from Amazon. <laughs> you can literally order it from Amazon. <laughs> and um, have some on a shelf. The, the They tend to last three to five years. So check the expiration date. And then let your circle of friends and loved ones know you've got some extra EC in case of an emergency. That's what it's there for. That way, if a year from now it's not as easy to get it at a store, you aren't stuck then. Like plan ahead. Right. That's the kind of thing that helps me. So 
I think planning ahead with birth control is a great idea. Um, and just thinking through women's health from that lens, what can we do now that would serve us in a longer time frame? So the other thing for women to explore um, would be an IUD. That's the kind of thing you can set it and forget it, right? <laughs> um, and what a great thing to have right now. Maybe set it, forget it for the next five eight years. To 10 years. Five <laughs> years. Yeah. So it's a really good time to go look at those options. And if you haven't investigated what the IUD looks like now, um, you might be using some old information in your head and boy, have they come a long way. So there was some scary stuff around IUDs a generation ago and they were off the market for a while. They're back on the market. And something about them is they are the most popular form of contraception for women who are also OBGYNs. And I figure gynecologists know this better than anyone. So if they like IUDs, they get a thumbs up from me. <laughs> so um, check into your insurance or see, and again, have those conversations with uterus having friends and loved ones that might really benefit from investigating long-term birth control um, options because you never know what's going to happen in the next couple of months. Right. So um, yeah, I'm a little less worried um, as I as I give that some thought, I placed that order. There's a little EC stockpile happening in the Hewitt house for anyone who needs it. So listeners, if you need some, <laughs> come knock on my door. Um. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I was thinking it's taking family planning to a whole new level. Absolutely. Hey, the whole family can get involved. <laughs> call, your, call your friends, call your grandparents, encourage them to order some EC. <laughs> get some business cards. Yes. <laughs> but I that. You know, ask your grandmother, hey, what kind of long-term birth control did you use? Like, have a conversation. Um, we want information from everywhere we can get it. <laughs> no, but so. I think that's a that's also a worry of mine. But that's another that's a great example of the different kinds of worries um that people are experiencing right now. So it's like the whole COVID-related worries. It's, you know, what's gonna happen on the political landscape sort of um, uh, worry train, um, your day-to-day -day grocery shopping, you know, families, distances, all of those things. Right. We didn't even scratch the surface of economic worries and then, of course, climate change. So as we think, think ahead, um, if you're a listener, take advantage of talk at communityfund.org. Send us your worries and don't feel like there's a a, an expiration date on that. If you just need to talk something through, again, with people who might have a little access to program information or planning information that could be helpful to you, don't hesitate to reach out. The reason that we put the, the email address together was people who know us personally are already doing that. And we try to help as much as we can. We wanted to expand that universe to everyone. We don't want people to have you know, less access to us just because they don't happen to maybe live next door to us. So that's the reason for the email. You know, the Community Foundation is here for everybody. And if we can be helpful to you, please do not hesitate to reach out. We will do our very best. And again, just to remind everybody, if you're having a real medical or mental health emergency, please don't send us an email at talk at communityphone.org. Uh, dial 911 for that. Yeah, that's exactly the right the right call. So Sarah, as we transition away from what's making us worried right now, what's something that's not making you worried? What's something that's making you feel good and optimistic and uh, that you're looking forward to in the next few weeks? So this is really exciting. Um, 
it is going to be year two of our 24-hour giving day called FLX Gives. Um, FLX Gives is happening on November 13th this year from 12 a.m. until 11.59 p.m. And it's an opportunity for nonprofits um, in our region to come together and try to raise as much money for each other as possible. Um, Last year, we had something like 86 nonprofit organizations participate, and they raised over $75,000. So we are looking forward to doing that again, um, Mm -hmm. if not more on both ends, more nonprofits, more money. Um, Things are all online, um, done virtually, which is even more important now during this time of COVID. So getting really excited for that. I am too. And right before I um, came into my blanket fort, um, I saw a message from an arts council of the Southern Finger Lakes board member who's already setting up her, you know, fan page to raise money for the arts council. So way to go. Um, Some early adopters out there. So you want to make sure that whatever you love and care about, that you're out there, you know, fundraising for them. You can set up your own individual fundraising page, meaning say you're a part of the Arts Council or, you know, another organization, EOP or something. You can go ahead, set up your fundraising page that links to their page so that you can send that out to all the people you know and encourage them to give. You could even set maybe a goal of your own, try to raise a couple hundred dollars or something for an organization you care about. Yeah. So um, even if you're not part of a nonprofit organization, go and check out the website. It's flxgives.org. Bookmark it on your browser so that you can refer back to it. And uh, when the clock hits 12 a.m. on the 13th, you can get right to it if you're awake. (laughs) Yes, if you're awake. (laughs) To make a donation to your favorite charity or even a new charity, because there's so many great organizations in our community. Um, We have the benefit of knowing most of them, but uh, most people don't know um, the vast number of good people helping. Um, So check that out. Last year, I saw some kids, uh, some members of our youth philanthropy group, Rose's Youth Philanthropist, gave $1 to a bunch of different organizations. They give maybe a total of $10 or $15, and they gave a dollar to each. That's a great idea. You this this looks exactly the way you want it to look. If you want to save up some money and make a donation to one organization, you can do that. If you want to set aside $5, if you want to set aside $50, or if you're feeling like, well, I didn't travel much this year. I'm not eating out as much. My checking account has a little more cushion than it usually does. There'd be nothing better to show how much you care about the community than to go look at FLX Gives and make some donations. Um, I know that's what I'm hoping to do. And I look forward to seeing all the gifts come in. It's a really unbelievably exciting day here at the Community Foundation. And it's the kind of day that COVID can't even mess with. So we're going to have an awesome day for FLX Gives no matter what. And we hope that all of you listening jump in and have a great day that day too by following along and watching that number grow as the day goes on. Oh, there's, oh, this year, new this year, we have a live feed function. So um, throughout the day, we're going to be posting um, short videos from our nonprofit organizations, and um, they'll be doing all kinds of cool, fun things, like from live animal demonstrations to DIYs that you can do at home. 
Um, and they're all of our, um, there's going to be 16 in total nonprofits um, who are going to be highlighting some of their great programs. And you can text to give this year too. So two really exciting, cool functions this year. Super. So best advice I can give is charge your devices yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and have your chargers handy and be ready for a great day. So Sarah, thank you for all the work you're doing on that. I know that you and Katie McConville are our FLX Gives team. You're working really hard and I love seeing all the emails flying um, as, the, as the great day is coming together. Yeah. So with that... I want to thank everyone for listening all the way to the end. It's always a pleasure to have these conversations with you, Sarah, even from inside a blanket fort. <laughs> and I won't hope for next month. I think we know where we'll be next month, but I will look forward to the day when we're back together and we will be recording yet another episode of the Good Works Podcast. Mm-hmm.